Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, Eric Christensen, pharmacist. Thank you so much for listening to all you that have left ratings, review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. I'm so appreciative of that. If you want to track me down, probably the best way is through the website, reallifepharmacology.com. You can send me an email there. I'm also on meded101.com. So if you hit the, the contact button, you can catch me there as well. If there's a suggestion, comment, concern, uh, definitely uh, track me down. Also LinkedIn. I'm relatively active on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can connect with me there as well. Uh, so today's drug, what I'm going to cover is naloxone. And this is obviously a drug that's been uh, in the press a lot for sure uh, with regards to some of the uh, opioid issues, addiction, uh, things that are going out there um, in the, the country and community. So this drug in general uh, essentially stops or... Uh, blocks the activity of opioids. So it's classified as an opioid antagonist. And so what it does, how it works from a pharmacological perspective, is it essentially um, boots or kicks out the uh, classic opioids, so that's your morphine or your fentanyl, heroin, and so on and so forth. Um, It'll kick that opioid off the receptor so that drug stops having physiological effects. And in patients who have overdose that we use naloxone for, uh, that activation of those opioid receptors can lead to that respiratory depression. That's one of the, the primary causes of death in patients who overdose is those opioids basically stop that respiratory Uh, tract from working and uh, activating. So again, by blocking opioid receptors, we prevent those opioid agonists uh, to, you know, perpetuate, continue uh, that overdose situation. Uh, So a good way to think about naloxone and and some of these uh, medications that are classified as antidotes, um, I think of them as a, a means of protection against uh, overdose, and there's definitely some controversy surrounding, um, you know, whether we're enabling people and things like that. I personally don't think that the studies show that in, in general, and I do um, equate it more along the lines of using uh, glucagon uh, with patients who may be at risk for hypoglycemia, just like you know, using naloxone for patients at risk for uh, opioid overdose. Now, one really important thing uh, that's going to allow me to highlight pharmacokinetic issues and different variations with pharmacokinetics, particularly, is routes of administration. So for many drugs, let's say one of the, the slowest processes is uh, drugs through the skin. 
Okay, so we've got to have drug penetration through multiple layers of skin and, and getting eventually into the bloodstream. That's where dr drugs work uh, generally as a, a whole in, in most common situations. So, you know, putting medications through the skin, applying them topically, going through the skin, that's a process. It's generally going to take a little while. Now, there's different characteristics of, of drugs uh, that can make them more or less likely to be able to go through the skin. I won't get into that. But with naloxone, we can't give that medication through the skin because it's an emergency acute situation where we need to reverse the effect of, of those opioids right away. So when I think about routes of administration and quickness of the way that medication is going to work, I think of IV access. That is really going to be the gold standard where we inject that drug right into the bloodstream. Uh, intramuscular, that's going to be pretty high as well. That's right into the muscle. Uh, it's going to get into that, that bloodstream pretty quickly. Now, intranasal, interestingly, is actually in most situations, a pretty quick route of administration. It's not quite as quick as IV directly into the bloodstream, um, but through nasal administration, we can actually get pretty relatively quick onset uh, with naloxone. And that's a really good thing, obviously, when we're out in the community, if you think about trying to um, give a medication IV to somebody, that's not something that you know, a regular lay person is going to, to be able to do, uh, even if they had all the equipment, they're likely not going to be able to uh, do that successfully and, and do that safely. So uh, the advent of nasal administration of naloxone does allow, you know, some of our first responders, some of our community members, uh, you know, family members, friends, relatives of a patient who may be at risk of overdose to have that available to them and be able to get that reversal process started quicker so we don't end up with or hopefully we lower the risk of you know permanent disability death things of that nature from opioid overdose so hopefully that gives you a little background on pharmacokinetics and how important uh, the quickness of absorption is and how a different route of administration may determine how quickly a patient is going to respond. So again, IV is really that gold standard intravenous where we can get that drug in super, super quick, um, as quick as we can, can get that access. And then, you know, as you go down the line, there are other routes that, you know, take longer or shorter. Again, can depend upon the consistency of the drug. And, you know, hydrophilicity versus lipophilicity and, and things of that nature, too. Um, but in, in general, that's kind of a, a little overview of some of the routes of administration and how it relates to uh, naloxone specifically. Now, one other really important uh, pharmacokinetic aspect I want you to think about is duration of action. So if we take the duration of action of an opioid... And let's just say it's six hours in a given patient. So that drug's going to approximately last and continue to provide physiological effects, do what it does for six hours. Now, the duration of action of naloxone is 
approximately, best case scenario, one to two hours. Okay, so what does that mean? What it doesn't mean is you can generally give one dose of naloxone and walk away. That that patient's going to be fine, and you know they're going to have no issues. They're going to need no no redosing. It doesn't mean that. So, but what it does mean is that you're likely going to have to continue to monitor these patients for a little while to make sure they don't go back into overdose as the naloxone wears off. So, redosing will likely be necessary in many of these patients. And obviously, we need to clinically monitor these patients. And generally, if it's a significant opioid, uh, overdose situation, it's it's going to be an acute care uh, emergency department hospital type setting. But we need to remember those pharmacokinetic properties. So we're continuing to monitor those patients and uh, they don't go back into uh, the overdose uh, situation. Adverse effects. So with naloxone, there aren't an incredible amount of adverse effects. However, Ever, when you give somebody naloxone, you have a significant likelihood that you are going to put them into opioid withdrawal. And I have worked with patients um, in trying to uh, taper and reduce opioids in the past, and I can tell you uh, that withdrawal symptoms can be substantial, uh, can be very upsetting, and and can be you know harmful to the patient and or potentially caregivers, because we can have things like agitation and anxiety, uh, confusion. Uh, We can have physiological effects like tachycardia, blood pressure changes, uh, sweating is another common example there. So keep in mind, when we give naloxone, we may see some of the signs and symptoms of withdrawal, because we're taking that opioid away. And Likely, many patients that you know overdose on opioids, it's probably not their first time use. So, very, very important to remember that when you give naloxone, uh, we might see some of those withdrawal symptoms. That's obviously going to come with the territory, and obviously saving that patient's life is the top priority with naloxone. So, you know, we don't really worry about withdrawal symptoms too much because we want to get them that medication we need. Now, if we get them to a more, you know, stable situation in, you know, emergency department, hospital type setting, then we might try to be a little bit more careful about, you know, how much naloxone do we give them in trying to, you know, prevent severe withdrawal or or things of that nature. So that's probably the most you know, common symptoms, adverse effects you're likely going to see uh, with naloxone is some of those uh, withdrawal symptoms. So let's take a quick break uh, from our sponsor and we will uh, come back with drug interactions. So if you're in the market for pharmacist board certification material, if you're looking for clinical pearls, case studies, drug interactions, uh, if you're a practicing clinician, uh, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store. I've got a huge number of resources on there. As we, you know, 
get more resources, vet more resources, uh, we definitely update that page. So certainly uh, go check that out periodically. Support our sponsor and help keep this podcast free. So again, meded101.com slash store. All sorts of clinical resources, test prep material, and things of that nature. So let's finish up with drug interactions. So naloxone, I mentioned uh, that risk for withdrawal. And in the odd chance uh, that somebody is on another medication that may have opioid blocking activity, this could, you know, perpetuate that withdrawal even further. So very, very unlikely uh, that, you know, you're going to have somebody on, you know, these medications, but there are long-acting opioid antagonists that are injectable, that are used in uh, opioid use disorder, for example. So uh, there is that potential with naloxone to kind of pile on and and have some additive effects there. Uh, Now, I will say, as far as drug interactions go, uh, one of the really, you know, nice things with naloxone is there really aren't too many. And in an emergency Uh, life-threatening situation, the administration of that naloxone to save a patient's life is going to trump any potential uh, risk for drug interaction. We need to save save that patient's life. That's the acute emergency. And we will deal with any, you know, concerns regarding adverse effects, uh, withdrawal symptoms, whatever comes from uh, giving that naloxone obviously, in order to to save that person's life and prevent uh, and reduce the risk of that opioid overdose causing death. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Hopefully, you picked up some pearls on how naloxone used and the opioid blocking activity, uh, as well as the importance of pharmacokinetics in the way this this drug works. Uh, Go sign up, reallifepharmacology.com. You'll get email updates as to when we've got a new uh, podcast available. And once you subscribe, you've also got access to a 31-page PDF that I personally created uh, where I highlight uh, the things that I think are most important and the things you actually see in clinical practice with the top 200 drugs. So again, great resource for you know any young student, pharmacist, nurse, nurse practitioner, med student, Um, to really highlight those things that actually come up uh, in clinical practice with the uh, top 200 drugs. So go check that out for free. Uh, Subscribe at reallifepharmacology.com and you will uh, certainly get that. Uh, If you've got 10 seconds, 20 seconds, a minute, uh, go leave a rating, review wherever you're listening. That's greatly appreciative and that helps us grow our audience. Uh, If you Love a show, you know, share it with a, a friend, a colleague. If you're studying for something uh, and you really find something beneficial, definitely uh, share us with whoever uh, you feel could uh, benefit. So I'm going to sign off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, take care and have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.